Hello and welcome to the WooCast episode number 50. My name is Mackie. And I'm Juliet. And we're here to explore all things weird, weird and woo woo. 50 episodes. 50 complete. episodes. So awesome. This has been such a work of consistency. I love it. Yeah. And to think when we started this, we were starting in our apartment in Philly with the police sirens and all the noises of the city intermixed. And here we are in beautiful Boulder, Colorado. How much has changed? Yeah, we live in a shack now, like deep in the forest. <laughs> and I get to hang out with all the gnomes and the fairies. And sometimes they make a guest appearance on the show. But I haven't released any of those episodes yet. Thankfully, our <laughs> podcast recorder is battery powered, so we can just do it from anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of wish that's a fantasy for sure of living somewhere like deep in the wilderness. But... I don't know. I don't think I'm all ready for that. When we, we talked about if we wanted to live in a house like in the woods when we moved here and we decided that we wanted a mixture. Yeah, okay. I, I always go to that guy that uh, created and is the founder of Gaia. And he's a multi, multi-millionaire and he lives somewhere around Boulder in the woods with no power, no running water. He's a true monk. That's amazing. And not for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I still like to have Netflix. Netflix, air conditioning. Yeah. I'm yeah. A, I, I still like those comfortable things. And good food, right? And really good it's hard, food. It's harder to, to cook over a campfire. <laughs> Absolutely. So we wanted to share with you guys for our 50th episode just what we've both been working on in our personal lives and to share from our heart about what's working and what's not working in life right now and uh, just get a little vulnerable with y'all and and share. share. Sharing is what we love to do and what we have found has been the most helpful is listening to other people share, which is one of the reasons why we were so inspired to start this show was from being such fans of other podcasts and ga gaining so much wisdom from just other people's stories and not necessarily people who are quote unquote successful in their life or who have made a lot of money. It's just hearing people's personal journeys and being able to relate on that, you know, human to human level, I find is way more powerful than hearing maybe even some of like personal development uh, gurus who, you know, have the secrets to success. You know, I, I, that stuff can be great and can be helpful and useful from time to time, depending on where you're at. But I also think that it's just awesome to share with each other regardless of your social status or what's going on. And I, there was, I forget what country it is, but there's a country that there's like a library that instead of borrowing books, you can actually borrow a person for 30 mm, yes, minutes. Yes, I did hear about this. And they will just sit there and share with you their life story for 30 minutes. I'm like, sign me up for that because that, that would have been everything to me when I was young because all I tried to do is study people and, you know, Mackie knows this. I don't know if I've ever shared this, but I didn't even watch cartoons. I only wanted to watch 
shows where they were real people. I had like, I could not understand like, why would I want to watch this? This is not, to me, this is not real. I want to, I want to be with the real people. And so if I had an opportunity to sit with people and have them share with me, I would have totally been down for that. To take it in a step even further, not only would you not watch cartoons, you wouldn't watch black and white movies because that wasn't real. Exactly. Like I couldn't, <laughs> my, my brain was like, does not, doesn't compute. Like this is too far out there for me that I'm not going to be learning from this in some way, which is, I don't know where that came from. It's really interesting. It but, is. And, but do you read fiction books? No, I really didn't even like, I didn't like fiction books growing up. I only really wanted to read nonfiction or biographies. Very interesting. Guess it I, makes sense for what I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a time and a place going back to what we were talking about with the personal help, you know, personal development, self-help gurus, you know, with their, you know, extremely well-produced weekend long seminars or DVDs or tapes or whatever that is. I think there's a there's a time and place for that kind of thing where it's, you know, it's certainly helpful if you catch it at the right time and right place in your life. But there's always value in a, in a in a true conversation. And even if you're not involved in the conversation, in the case of podcasts where you're just listening in on a in an intimate conversation, I think there's a lot of power to that. And I think you can learn so much and I've learned so much from listening in on these epic three hour long podcasts. Yeah. And I was just thinking because you have done some personal development courses and so have I these really big immersive long weekends where that is your entire world in you know is being in that moment and being with people and there's an energy there that is really super transformative. And at the same time it almost can be overstimulating where how much of it do you bring back with you because it's almost too much at once. Yeah. I found from personal experience at least. And I would love to be able to remember everything that's happening in the moment. But when I look back and think about some of the ones that really catapulted me in my early twenties into having more self-awareness, I can't even tell you what we did. There are a couple of standout moments in some of these seminars that I went to and but definitely there was so much power when people who were there would share yeah. and they would share from their heart and their experience of what's going on in their life. And they would be vulnerable and they would allow themselves to be coached in the moment. That's the stuff mm -hmm. that I lived for yeah. because we can all relate to each other. And someone might say something that you didn't even think of for yourself, but you, a light bulb goes off and you think, Oh my gosh, like I, feel that exact same way. And I didn't know how to articulate it. And here's somebody being vulnerable enough to share from their heart what they're feeling. And now I don't feel as alone. Now I feel ready to maybe share or to work on that aspect of my life that um, maybe I had a blind spot around and now like the light is being shown on it. So there's definitely a lot of profound things that can happen in those. But, you know, I want to hear from I want to hear from you, Mackie, like, <laughs> you know, sharing with the listeners what what's working for you, what's not working for you right now, like what's going on with your own personal development. Yeah, I mean, so we've been what's kind of interesting. So you, you bring up the idea of going to one of these weekend long seminars and you and you 
and it's so great in the moment. There's the energy of the room, the other participants, the 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 leader of the weekend, whoever that might be. And there's a real excitement, optimism, and a <laughs> joy. <laughs> As I talk, sometimes I, I kind of stare off into space to kind of collect my thoughts. And Juliet really wants to look into my eyes right now. So I will practice that. <laughs> Forcing <laughs> you to be really uncomfortable. Like, Sorry about that. You can look at the cat if you want. Little bear, do you want to have a conversation with daddy <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, as you're going through these weekends, it, there's, like you said, it's overwhelming in the sense of the, there is so much great information, great feelings, great emotions that you're having throughout the course of 72 hours, 48 hours, whatever it is. And then you wake up on Monday morning exhausted from this amazing weekend and you go right back into your old habits and routines back into that 95% of the unconscious programming and just doing the things that you always do. So I think that can be a challenge to implement and actually utilize this new information that you've got. And then, you know, a week goes by, two weeks go by and you've, you've forgotten everything that you heard over the course of that weekend. So I think there's, there's definite, um, disadvantages to something like that and you know we've been doing the uh gaia live access events series it's and we have access to that on demand and uh so you know both of us have been uh paying attention to this and watching uh, a joe dispenza weekend but what's interesting about the way that we're doing it now is that we're watching these sessions where there was four sessions a day in the the real live version we're kind of spreading spreading them out just i mean mainly because of time purpose you know like we don't have that much time in a day to to do these but what we're able to do by watching these videos and doing these meditations and learning this information is we're able to actually implement that specific meditation for a couple days try that out try that new idea on and see how it fits and you know some stuff works some stuff doesn't fit and you know you, you keep the ones that do toss the ones that you don't and it's um you know sort of my ethos is to always be testing trying something different you know determining what is the best way for me and keeping the stuff that works and tossing the stuff that doesn't what works for you that you found you know and what have you found that like no this is not resonating like i don't want to do this is not helpful so lately I've been doing a lot of morning meditations, even if it's only for three minutes. So in the past, I was very much a stickler for, oh, if I can't do a 20 minute meditation or if I can't do the full 15 minutes, it's not worth doing. So I have found that even if I do three minutes or five minutes, I feel an effect throughout that day where I have a little bit more uh, a, a little bit less of a short fuse. I have more uh, time to breathe and it feels like I'm, I'm a little bit more grounded and centered in my day. So, uh, you know, oftentimes I have early clients, but even if I, ha you know, give myself an extra three to five minutes before them to take time for myself and work, you know, go inwards, breathe, do a little breath work, do a little, you know, depending on what day it is, I might try something different, do a guided meditation. But if I do that 
first thing in the morning, it's great. So that's been something that I started implementing eh, two, three months ago. I started with automatic writing, and that was great for a little while. And then I found that um, it, it's sort of the automatic writing stuff. I was forcing it a little bit. So I decided to just do the meditations. And that's been a little bit of a better fit for me. I love that you are able to adapt and not beat yourself up over like not doing automatic writing anymore. I think a lot of people get into a routine with something and they feel really good about themselves because they are actually doing it and they're doing it consistently. And that consistent feedback gives you this almost like a dopamine hit of reward. Like you feel rewarded because you are doing something that you said you were going to do and it makes you feel proud of yourself. Yeah. And then to not do it anymore could leave you feeling like a failure or not good about yourself. But what you're saying is, okay, so I'm starting to not gravitate towards this morning routine anymore that for a while you were really enjoying and looking forward to. And you were, you're like, okay, what are, what's a different one that I can test and try. And I think that's important, you know, even for me to hear that you don't have to do the same things over and over again, right? That's like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. If you're not getting the result anymore that you're looking for, which is that groundedness or being more present or whatever you're really looking to connect with, then try something else. See what else might be a good fit for you. Yeah, I think I think that brings up an interesting point. You know, the old saying, uh, there's only two constants in life and that's death and taxes. I think there's actually, Julia does not like that. Where that, is that that's from? That's a saying. It's I mean, a terrible saying. Well, <laughs> everybody's going like to die 19... and everybody has to pay their taxes. Is that like from the 1950s or I'm something? dating myself, I guess. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's a third thing that uh, is a constant and is, in, is something that's in everyone's life. And I think that's change. Yeah. So, you know, throughout your life, you're going to have friends that come and go. You're going to have... You know, you're going to live in a certain place, then you're going to move. There's, you're going to have these groups, let's say a friend group that is an amazing part of your life for a certain period. And then it changes. You know, people have kids, they move away, they do different things that evolution happens. And, uh, you know, oftentimes we get stuck in thinking, well, this was great two years ago. You know, of course, we're going to have this forever. And then, the time passes, that moment fades, and then you realize that it's no longer serving you, but we're still hanging out with the same people, even if they're not aligned with you anymore. Mm -hmm. And, or you're still doing the automatic writing, even though it's not aligned with where you want to be or what you want to do anymore. And it's important to be able to let go and be able to, um, adapt, adapt and, and, and sort of, I don't want to put it in a negative light, but I'm saying like roll with the punches or just like go with the, the, the ocean waves, go with the tides. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's sort of like how depression and anxiety are categorized in a more metaphysical way. It's like depression is holding on to the past, still being in your past and, you know, not allowing yourself to be in the present where you are. And then 
you know, anxieties, worrying about the future that doesn't yet exist, right? And a lot of people want that control in their life of, I know what used to work for me. So there's a sense of control in knowing that. And then on the flip side, it's like, I can fantasize about my future in a way where I feel like I'm also controlling it, even though I'm worrying about it. I'm just playing, I'm playing two different movies in my life. I'm playing the movie of the past of what I used to do and what worked. So that's making me feel like, all right, I know I, I got this. I know this. And then it's playing the movie ahead of I'm going to end up in this place because I can control things. But what can we actually control? I think you can control your inner world, how you feel about whatever happens in your life. That can be very controlled. Yeah. You know, you can gain more emotional mastery over yourself once you start to realize these things like that change is always constant and that we have to let go of holding on so tight to things, especially when they're not working for us anymore. But there's so much fear wrapped around this because who are you if you're not familiar with yourself anymore, right? These things can be like tend to become like familiar and safe things we hold on to. And so if you really let go of them, then what? What are, who are you? And you, know, I knew this, this was, you know, brought to my attention a lot when it came to the way that I felt about my body with my body dysmorphia and the way that I had disordered eating. There was this secondary gain, which is a coaching term, but it's like there's some gain that you're getting out of this, like something positive, actually, that you're getting out of continuing to hold on to a habit or behavior that is actually very detrimental for you. But there's something that you're gaining from it. And a lot of what I was gaining from it was this sense of identity. I only know myself because I've been practicing these thoughts and behaviors for so many years that I only know myself to be this way, that I don't know the unknown. I don't know who I would be without these thoughts. Who would I be without these behaviors? And so that to me felt so terrifying and so hard to grasp that it was just easier to stay the same. Yeah. And, but once I actually realized that I was just protecting myself, I was able to then surrender more. Once I realized that, oh, I'm just keeping myself safe and I'm actually, these things are, they're not negative, right? Looking at them from a different light and being more supportive about it, more compassionate towards myself. That was when I was able to really make some positive shifts and play a little bit with testing things. Okay, today I'm going to test doing something a little bit differently. Oh, look, nothing bad happened. I'm safe. So you do have to push up against the edge a little bit. You can't sometimes go all in. And I think that that's sometimes a mistake that people make is they'll go too fast when it comes to making a big change or trying something on. And then it's like too much too soon. And the, the, the inner child or whomever is, is, the, is scared is going to recoil and run away. And so sometimes we have to really take it slow with ourselves and just be like, okay, let me try this today. Push up against the edge just a little bit and just and be okay with that being a little bit more mindful and slow. And, you know, in the world we live in where everything is so fast, right? Like we get pissed off when something's not loading within 10 seconds. It's like, okay, 
habit loading. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> if it did, we, you know, we would all be able to do whatever the hell we wanted as quickly as we wanted. But, you know, we're, we're human. We're, we're souls having a human experience. It's a little bit different. We're, we're not robots. We're not technology yet. And I <laughs> hope that we don't become that, but that's just my personal stance on it. I love being human. <laughs> no, I, I agree for sure with the, uh, AI has uh, potential to help us out in life, but at the same time, it's not, it's not the ultimate expression. Absolutely. So working on that for yourself, trying to just kind of test different things for your morning routine, doing some meditation yeah. early in the morning and any aspects of your personality that you are looking to shift and open up to. Yeah, so uh, I mean, over the last, I mean, even probably since last summer, summer of 2020, I've been working on opening up towards the, my creative side, whether that means this podcast and doing the editing for this podcast or making videos or writing blog posts and, you know, just creating things that, you know, that I want to create. And, you know, or reels, even just doing different reels. And we were just out in, in L.A. doing, uh, you know, a video shoot for, for the app that we work for. And it was so fun to get into the creative process, working with the photographers and saying, hey, what if we try this angle? What if we try this lighting? Hey, Juliet, do this exercise, you know, and, and just being able to really tap into the well, the unknown, but also just, you know, that side of me that was so hidden for so long. Why was it hidden, you think? Well, I mean, I think the root cause of it was somewhere around third grade. I had a teacher that said, well, there's some people who are creative and they, they write things and they create art. And then there's other people who are more math and science and they're more, you know, they, 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 uh, they can do the you know, the, the calculations. And I always, at that time, I kind of was better at the, the, the math and science stuff. I was pretty good at math in school. So I was like, well, I guess I'm a scientific person and that's the route that I am. So I just kind of like put myself in that box in that moment. And then over the years, it was just, I kept telling myself that even though it wasn't true. And you know, through sports, you're, you have to be creative. It's, there's no like, you know, obviously there's plays in football, but there's a level of improvisation. Same thing with baseball. It's, you know, there's, there were aspects of myself that were creative all along. I just wasn't acknowledging it. And, um, but now, and then over time, as I got into the working world, you know, I found that you know, I, I gravitated towards like the accounting, the Excel spreadsheets and that kind of thing. And thank that, you for that, by the way. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I but I also realized that I didn't like it. I, I find much more enjoyment and satisfaction from, you know, creating something tangible and something that's beautiful to the eye, whether it's a, you know, a workout video or, or whatever, what have you. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, it's been a real pleasure for me watching you step into that and just seeing your creative side and how much it lights you up and 
with creativity, you know, it has really little to do with the outcome. It really is the journey and the process of just creating and just it's playful in its nature and messy and chaotic in the best way possible. And that is definitely something that I want to tap into more for myself as well, because I think not, you know, you, you give a perfect example of just how these things kind of unfold when you're a kid and, you know, all it takes is one person sometimes to lump you into a category and put you in a box. And then you want to please people and you want to be a good boy. You want to be a good girl. And, and then, uh, you know, 20, 30 years later, you're like, wow, I've been doing things this way for so long, but I actually feel like there's untapped resources for myself. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. You mentioned this, you know, it's an, the creative process is messy and chaotic and not perfect. And you're going to try things and they don't work. And then you try something, you know, you keep trying different things until you get something that's, that's magical. That's 10 times better than what you thought you could ever do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of interesting how that also ties into what I was saying earlier with being okay with trying something. And if it doesn't fit, you know, allowing that to go by and it's not a failure. And it's not some, you know, like being afraid to fail is one of the worst things that you can do because then you're not going to try. Yeah. I mean, and these are constructs, right? Failure is a construct. What is a failure? You know, like, okay, so you're not successful at the thing that you wanted to be successful at. It didn't work out. Right. And you failed. And what's the meaning you make of that failure, of that failure? Just that word. Right. What does that bring up for so many people? Makes them feel like it's bad right this these constructs of like okay it succeeded that's good okay it failed that's bad but what if that failure was actually the best thing that could have ever happened to you because then it pushed you into the trajectory of the next project that actually was more meant for you or you had to try that thing out and it didn't go as well so that you could build the next thing and it could be even better right mm-hmm. so these are all constructs i think we have to play around with and get out of our own way with how we view things so we can allow ourselves more freedom, more capacity, more growth. Because when we label things as I'm doing a good job, I'm doing a bad job, it's so limiting, right? It's just putting, it's again, putting you back in that box and it feels really stifling and suffocating. I think so many people feel that way in their life right now. They feel that that stuck kind of stifled feeling oftentimes. And that's a lot of our, of the, of the culture that we live in. And uh, when I've hung out with some of the most creative people that I know, man, their, their life, their day to day is so vastly different than mine in the way that they structure their day and have so much room for I don't know what's going to happen. And some people might deem that as like, they're so unorganized. They're so chaotic. I can't hang out with them. It's overwhelming. But, you know, there's method behind their madness. And who are we to say that how they're doing it is the wrong way? Again, just putting more labels on things. Yeah, clearly it's working for them. Yeah, if they're, and it's how do they feel, right? Are they in love with their life? I think that's really the measure. If we're going to talk about a measure of success in any way, it should be, do you love 
what you're doing. Are you following your bliss? And that bliss can change from day to day. That bliss doesn't have to be the same consistent thing every single day. And that, again, going back to what you were saying is, okay, so the automatic writing brought you that feeling of connection and, you know, for a little while, and then it didn't. Okay, cool. Now I'm going to try this. Ooh, this is making me feel that feeling of connection. Great. Follow that. And just allow yourself room in that space. So what's working for you? What are you working on? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What's working for me? Well, speaking of the Joe Dispenza stuff and listening to those seminars, that has been really working for me a lot. And sometimes it takes 10 people saying things, saying the same thing, but they each say it in a little bit of a different way. And each time I hear something from a different person, even and I'm making all the connection points, like they're all saying the same stuff, right? But they're infusing their energy into what they're saying and their stories. And his method and his way of talking really about the science behind change and manifestation. So combining the spiritual side and the science together has been really affecting me. And for many years, I've, all, I've just been wanting to eliminate fear in my life. But what I've come to realize is you can't eliminate fear, right? Fear is a part of us. Fear is part of being human. It's something we need. It protects us. We have to have fear. Otherwise, we could potentially get ourselves in some tricky situations. Get eaten by the saber-toothed tiger. Oh yeah, exactly. I get eaten by a bear here in Boulder. Although I think they're they're all pretty nice bears. They're not grizzly. <laughs> More like the mountain lions that I need to be worried about. But fear is a yogi p- bear. But fear is a part of us, right? But what happens is we don't need that kind of fear anymore. We still need fight or flight. We still need our, we need to have our intuition, right? If we're walking down an alley and we get a really funky feeling and we get that fight or like I got to flee right now, right? And maybe there was someone looming around the corner, right? Getting ready to attack you. Who knows? But for me, fear was a protector for so many years and I was afraid of everything, right? And I'm just going to use an example of flying because that's one that uh, has profoundly changed for me in a way that I never thought it could. I mean, I remember being afraid of flying from the time I was so little and, you know, gearing up for the flight and was was the worst of it, right? It's the worry part that's really the piece of fear that is so challenging and it affects your chemistry in your body, which affects your actual physical body. For me, I would have you know, a stomach ache and a bad stomach before I would fly. And I'd have to prepare for that and know it was coming. And my body got really used to that feeling. And so, you know, I have managed to change my relationship to fear in that way. So I do not have that fear of flying or, you know, of dying on an airplane anymore. And it's like the coolest thing ever. And doing a lot of that Joe Dispenza work has reinforced what I'm doing is working, which is facing myself in a way that is with love and compassion, but also I'm just 
you gotta be ready to change. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, you can't go into it. I hope I change. It would be nice to change. It's more like I'm changing, making up your mind. And then what do you have to do in order to have that happen? What did I have to do in order to not have fear of flying anymore? I had to change the rituals around flying, what I do. Okay, I would normally have my headphones in and listening to really loud music so I didn't have to hear the sounds of the plane. Okay, take the headphones off. Expose my, I exposed myself to the sounds. Okay, that's not so bad. Here I am. I got this. I used deep belly breathing, slowing down my nervous system. I had tools to help change that chemistry, right? We know that breath work can really change your, your chemistry in that way. And wanting it, you know, wanting to experience something different and be and wanting to be greater than I am. That's the most important thing I think that has been really working for me is I want to be greater than who I've been. And if I keep relying on who I've been, then again, going back to how I knew myself when I had, you know, my eating disorder, that was comfortable and that was safe and that was familiar. And what was more scary was the unknown. But now what I'm doing is saying, no, the unknown is so exciting. It's not scary. Yeah. It's going to be freaking awesome. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be amazing. And so that is allowing me to take more chances in my life. And so with fear, that's what I've been really working on is just looking at him. Where am I scared in my life? And this is practice. You know, this is every day showing up and changing yourself and changing your perception of yourself. And that changes your reality. It's all going inward. Nothing external changes unless you change the internal. Then the external changes. So that's what I've been really doing. Profound. <laughs> it's been really working and I feel really grateful to uh, have can, these experiences. I can vouch for the, for the airplane stuff. Juliet used to like grab onto my arm as tightly as possible. Like to the point where I'd have marks on my arms after takeoff. And, um, you know, that's totally gone away. You still hold on, but not, not hold, for dear I life. I hold your You're hand just, now, lovingly. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what did you do when we flew and not sat next to each other in the past? You grab onto your, your neighbor, whoever that is. No, I just, <laughs> you know, you are a little bit of a crutch for me. So yeah. if I don't have you, I don't use the crutch. Oh, interesting. I think that's important for, for listeners. <laughs> like, who do you use in your life as a crutch for, to reinforce some of these behaviors? Because that is something we all do. We have people in our life that are specifically there, that we use them to reinforce things. And guess most of the time we really don't need, that, need it. And sometimes you're forced into not using the crutch and you're like, wait, I don't need this crutch. Mm -hmm. You're choosing to use it, but you don't need it. You never need it, right? Never need anything. No. You just want it. Well, it's developing a, a, the awareness of realizing that. I don't know if that's conscious for everyone, but once you, you can become conscious of that, that realization. And then you're like, oh, shit. 
I have to hold myself accountable and take responsibility for this. That's the hard part. <laughs> That's yeah. the real work. Yeah, for sure. Anything else, Mackie, that you want to share? On our 50th anniversary. 50th anniversary. <laughs> I mean, I just want to thank everybody who's A, been on an episode and talked with us and had a conversation with us. B, anybody who's listened. So you listening right now, thank you. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see where we, we move forward with this in season two. But, you know, it, it's been such a cool thing that we've done. And we've met so many interesting people, met so many, come across so many wild and interesting ideas and had so many great conversations. It's just been really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Made so many friends from the show and have opened our minds and hearts up to different possibilities and concepts. And yeah, I'm, my eyes are more open from doing this show than they were before. So I'm really thankful that we started this podcast and definitely more to come. Would love to hear from you guys what you're interested in learning more about. I know I did a poll not too long ago and a lot of people wanted to talk more about the nature of our reality. And that's always fun stuff to ponder and think about like, who are we? Why are we here? What does this all mean? Um, I personally am really gravitating towards just bringing more people on the show to share their personal story like we were talking about earlier. And hear their hero's journey, how they got from where they were to where they are, because that I have found has been so helpful for me. Just getting little nuggets from people, mm -hmm. like little tips that worked for them in their life to overcome things that they've went through. Yeah. And so I would, I definitely, I have some guests lined up for those kinds of episodes to talk about their healing journey and uh, what's what's been working for them. I'm really stoked about that. So yeah, let us know if there's anything that is uh, exciting to you that you want to hear more yeah. about. Stay tuned. Season two coming our way. <laughs> so in the meantime, uh, you have a new group that's starting up. I do. Talk I, to me about it. I have a eight week live group that I'm doing. By live, I mean on Zoom, just like everything else in the world right now, so that I can connect with all of you from all over. And I already launched it. And there are just a few spots now left, which is very exciting. I'm only taking 15. And that is so that we can really get intimate and dive deep into all the things that we kind of were talking about on today's episode is, you know, how do we change? How do we get out of fear? How do we move into possibility? How do we manifest and create the life of our dreams? And what I'm going to take people through in eight weeks is that process of change and how we master our inner world. The program is called Master Your Inner World. And we're going to be going deep into looking at yourself and how you relate to yourself, how your thoughts create your reality, your perception of your reality and your behaviors. So we're going to talk a lot about the nature of the mind, the subconscious versus the conscious. And in the way that we were talking about 
going through those different modules, Mackie, and not just doing a weekend seminar and it's so overwhelming and then you right. kind of lose it all. Exactly. This is paced out in a way where you'll be implementing things over a couple of months, which after you do that, you kind of, you can't go back from there because it's enough time to really bring change into your life. So each week we'll go over a different topic. We've got, you know, module one, I'll just kind of go through them just because it's exciting. Module one, we're going to talk about how your personality creates your personal reality and how to become the architect of your life. And we'll talk a little bit about why change is so hard. Module two, we're going to talk about epigenetics and our environment and how you can turn your genes on or off and how your thoughts and stories really impact your perception of reality. So we're going to talk about that and balancing the energy systems, the power of breath. Module three, foundations of health. What does it actually mean to be healthy? We're going to talk about not only our mind, but our nervous system. And that'll be a deep dive into subconscious versus conscious brain. Module four, Mackie, you're going to love this, is all about heart coherence and our body compass. So how do we tap in and tune into what our body is trying to tell us because the body is a huge tool to use. Module five is all about trauma, how it affects the brain and body and how we can heal. What do we do to need to do to heal? And module six, this is a fun one. This is one I'm excited about is magic real. We're going to talk mm. all about manifestation techniques. How does it really work? What are synchronicities, future timelining? Module seven is the metamorphosis of our culture. What's happening? And how are we adapting, connecting with our guides? We'll be working on getting a more connection to our intuition. And then our final module will be about rooting into your power and how you can create a ripple effect all around the world from changing you. You get to change the world. So I'm like ready to take my own Epic. course here. I signed up. <laughs> I signed up just now with myself. <laughs> but yeah, so for um, anyone listening right now, I still have a early sign up rate going on until the 8th of October. So if you're listening to this before the 8th of October, early sign up. 2021. Yep. 2021. Yes. And then the actual uh, eight week course starts on Wednesday, October 13th. We'll be meeting on Zoom for 90 minutes every week, except we'll think we'll be uh, skipping week for Thanksgiving and then starting again. But 90 minutes every week at 630 Eastern time. I know I'm in mountain time, but a lot of you all are in Eastern time. So I figured I'd just make it easier for the, for you guys. So 6.30 at night. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited. would love to have any of my, my WooCast fam join <laughs> me in this group. And the power of the group I can vouch for because I've been doing, I've been a participant in groups uh, over the last year, online groups like this. And it's been amazing, like meeting people from all over and making connections with other people who also want to help better their lives and just learn about all the things that I shared with you guys have an interest in this and actually talking on Zoom, open conversation, sharing with each other, learning from other people, feeling not alone, being able to be vulnerable. It's been like so awesome. I'd have one every week that I'm a part of for, a, it's a year that I'm doing the one that I'm in personally right now. And I, it's my, I look forward to it every week. Like I, when we even go away, I try not to miss it. I will be like, sorry, how to be in the hotel room doing my group right now. Yeah. I just, cause I look forward to seeing these people. They've become like 
so close and friends that I never thought that I could have. So for anyone looking for that kind of community and connection, that's a big part of doing this group program. So uh, reach out to me if you have any questions. Uh, if so you it's go almost to... like having a woo cast, but mm-hmm. like with live participants. Yeah, totally. And just and you going can interact into... with the audience. Yeah. And going into deep dives into all of the topics that are near and dear to my heart right now. Super and, cool. Yeah. So we'll we'll link in the show notes to the website to sign up. And you can always follow me on Instagram at Juliet underscore root for more information as well. But thank you guys so much for joining us for our 50th WooCast episode. And we're going to take maybe a little break just before season two. We have some guests lined up, but we might not release them right away. And who knows? But not too long of a hiatus. We'll get some episodes recorded, ready to go. Yeah. And then uh, we'll come out strong with season two. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you soon. Bye.